Welcome to the Tax Cell Podcast, where tax cell investing is made easy. My name is Casey Dim, and I'm a tax cell veteran. I am the leading tax cell expert. I'm the author of the Tax Cell Playbook, founder of the Tax Cell Academy, and I am your host right here on the Tax Cell Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast episode. As a reminder, this is a completely free podcast and is brought to you through and because of the Tax Cell Academy. It is 2021. Welcome to our very first episode of the new year. On today's episode, I wanted to go over five common tax cell myths. Unfortunately, there are a lot of people who will see something about this business and they will take it as gospel. The problem is that what they see is often taken out of context or is being used as some sort of marketing tool opposed to factual data about the business. This very often leads to confusion when somebody enters the tax sale business as a brand new investor, as evidenced by many of the questions that I receive on a near daily basis. Hopefully, today we're able to set the record straight, as well as provide some insight into this business that you might not have otherwise known about. All right, let's talk about these five common myths. All right, the first one, pay the taxes, Get the property, right? I just dealt with this one last week with a friend of mine. He has a house that sits on two lots. Each of the lot is a quarter acre, so his house sits in the middle of a half of an acre. He put a fence on the boundary of his two lots. Now, when he built this fence on one side, he put it about five feet into his neighbor's lot. Now, this neighbor lives out of state, and the lot itself is mostly just scrub brush. But he told me, I did this because I wanted to claim that property. I put my fence there, I've been mowing this property, and I'm gonna pay the taxes, and I'll claim the property, and it will become mine. Mind you, he's only lived there for about 12 or 13 months now, just over a year. Essentially, what is happening is where a trespasser or a squatter will go onto somebody else's land and occupy the land in an effort to gain ownership. The legal term is known as adverse possession. Now, every single state is different in how they view adverse possession claims. But since some states require the taxes be paid as part of the adverse possession requirements, many people view this situation as a tax sale related issue. It is not. It has nothing to do with the tax sale business. Now, adverse possession itself is an extremely old law, most commonly used to determine where there are boundaries in the cases of a boundary dispute. It is also much more difficult than simply paying taxes, mowing a lot, and becoming the owner of that property. Instead, in many situations, you'll be filing an actual lawsuit against the owner of that property to state your claim. Then you must meet very specific criteria. For example, in many states, this whole process where you're mowing the lot, where you're claiming it as your own, where you're paying the taxes, will have to have occurred for the past 10, 12, 15 years before you can actually file this suit. And once you do file the suit, once you meet all of your state's requirements, the judge has to side with you. And of course, the property or that you are suing Hopefully, they do not dispute your claim. Otherwise, you can get yourself into very costly 
litigation. Now that's the basics behind it, but again, that's not a tax sale related question. If you are just going to take adverse possession at surface level, start paying a whole bunch of tax bills, hoping to become the owner of a property, feel free to send me an email. I have a lot of tax bills that you can pay the taxes on if you think that's how it works. Kidding aside, contact an attorney in your state if you're interested in adverse possession claims. All right, the second myth is that when you invest in tax sale properties, most notably tax liens, that your investment is guaranteed by the government. Again, this is untrue. And this is one of those things that many late night infomercial guys enjoy talking about. The truth behind this statement is that the process is guaranteed by the government. That is true. They do have to follow state statutes. These state statutes require that certain processes are followed in a very specific order. For example, when you buy a lien on a property, you have the right based on state statute to earn your money back or gain ownership of the property. These specifics vary, of course, but the point is that the process is guaranteed, not your investment. The government could care less about your money. They only care that the local county offices are following state statute. They wanna know that the laws are followed. Your money is secured by the lien or the property that you did your research on. If your research was lousy, then the security of your investment, it's gonna be lousy too. If your research was accurate, then the security of your investment, of that lien or of that property, is gonna be much, much stronger. And of course, the fact is that I would never trust the government to secure any of my investments. Next one, buy a tax lien, get a property. Sounds pretty cool, right? It's a fantastic marketing pitch, except that doesn't tell the entire story. The actual process varies from one state to the next. But when you invest in a tax lien, you will usually be paying the back due taxes. So let's say that there's a tax bill for $500. The tax bill goes unpaid. You buy that tax lien. So you essentially give the county 500 bucks. You become the owner of that tax lien. Now the owner of the property, the actual owner, will then have a set time period to reimburse you, to cancel that lien. That set time period is known as the redemption period. During the redemption period, the owner can come in, pay off the back due taxes, redeem that lien, you'll get your 500 bucks back, plus interest in most situations. When the owner does not pay off the lien, you get the property. That's it in a nutshell. Now, knowing that, here's what most people focus on. I pay the taxes, I get the property. Sure, it could work like that, but that's pretty rare. Statistics say that over 95% of all tax liens will get redeemed. Now, the remaining 5% of those tax liens, they could in fact become the property. They could fall under the ownership of that tax lien investor at some point. But of those 5%, you can usually assume those properties won't be nearly as desirable 
as those other 95% of the tax liens that were, in fact, redeemed. Long story short, while you could buy a lien and become the owner of a property, it's a little bit more difficult than that. When you invest in tax liens, you should do so primarily for the interest that you'll be earning with that lien. And then, if you acquire a property that goes through redemption period unredeemed, then that's all the better. But tax liens focus on the interest, first and foremost. Next myth, all tax sale properties are cheap. So I'll admit it, that depending on what video of mine you've seen, this might be your perspective because of me. I have videos about one cent properties, about $20 homes, and I've mentioned countless times about how I've purchased many, many properties for less than $100, more than that for less than $500, and hundreds of properties for less than $1,000. Cheap tax sale properties do, in fact, exist. Absolutely. But the primary reason that I can get properties so cheap is because of the volume of properties that I see auctioned off. I've seen many, many properties auctioned off, likely into the billions of dollars worth of real estate sold. By and large, properties sold through the tax sale system are cheaper than properties sold on the open market. But it's not you that determines that. It's not me that determines that. It's not the county that determines that. It is the marketplace that determines the price of the property sold at tax sale auctions. The competition dictates it. In some situations, I have seen properties sold at higher than fair market value before at a tax sale. An auction setting is really good at pushing prices up when you have two emotionally attached buyers going after the same property. It does happen. But the problem with believing this myth that all tax sale properties are cheap is that new investors are often shell-shocked when they can't purchase a property that nets them 10 or 20 grand at their very first auction. They immediately put a label onto the business as unviable or a waste of time. Instead, be patient. Go to numerous auctions. Look at all property types in all different areas. Do not get tunnel vision. Keep your options open, and you will certainly come across incredible deals if you stick with it. And the last one is that tax sell investing is easy. So hear me out. In theory, tax sell investing is, in fact, easy. You're buying a property at one price and you're selling it at another price, right? Or in the case of a lien, you're parking your money in hopes to get your money back plus a nice interest rate. That's it. The problem is that many people never look deeper into this business. They learn about it in a Reader's Digest manner. And they forgo learning about all the other details that are so important, like how to research a property so you know what you are truly buying. Like the title issues that come with a tax deed property that make unconventional selling impossible without additional efforts. Or like how some tax liens can actually cause you to lose money if you bid incorrectly. And unfortunately, it can become rather obvious to me that somebody has assumed this business is easy simply by the way they asked me to help them 
with their tax cell related problems. And it's not that you're gonna have a problem every single time. You can certainly learn by doing if you know the basics, but that learning experience takes a substantial amount of time, effort, and most importantly, lots and lots of money. That was me almost two decades ago. I went through that process. I did very well on my first few deals. I made a lot of money on my first few deals. And then I dealt with all sorts of insane situations that almost saw me go bankrupt and almost saw me end up in jail for literally investing in real estate. And I don't say this to scare you, but it is the truth. I don't sugarcoat stuff. This is a very, very difficult business for those people who assume this is an easy business. Let me say that again. If you assume it is easy, this business is going to be difficult because you will not take the time to learn what you are doing. Now, with that said, it's easy to learn. It's easy to progress the correct way in this business. Yes, it does take time to learn the process, learn all the details, but that time spent learning by educating yourself is going to be much, much cheaper than learning by screwing up. With that said, it is in fact an easy business once you learn what you are doing. So there you have it. Five of the most common tax sell myths that I hear about on a very frequent basis. As you can probably tell, there is some truth in all of these, but as an investor, it is up to you to unpack the entire truth and learn what you are doing. Think of tax sale investing like an onion. There are many, many different layers of this business. The outside layer is the most common layer that everyone tends to focus on. And that causes a lot of confusion and a lot of issues. So work to peel back layer by layer. And when you do that, you'll increase your knowledge on a deeper and deeper level. And you will see the success that you desire in this business in no time. Hey, thank you so much for joining me today. If this episode of our podcast or any of our episodes have helped you out, I'd like to ask you a huge favor. I'd be extremely grateful if you'll take just a few seconds out of your day to leave positive feedback for us on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to us on right now. It truly means a lot to us when we see those positive reviews. And for those who have already left reviews that are positive, thank you so much for taking the time to do so. As always, if we can be of any help, you can find us at TaxCellAcademy.com. Take care, and we'll see you next time right here on the TaxCell Podcast. Bye-bye.